if you love Pastor Wright and his family, can you just make some noise on a Sunday morning? Now, if you love Jesus, can you really make some noise on a Sunday morning? Why don't you turn and high-five two or three people around you? Tell them you're glad to see them in church. Tell them they look good. If you're lying to them, that's all right. We'll pray you through here at the altar call in just a minute. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Man, I like what I feel here in this house today. I like what I feel. If you need a miracle, today's your day to get a miracle. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, today is your day to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 11. Give honor to the leadership here um, at Antioch, the Apostolic Church. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be thankful for such a wonderful, godly team uh, with apostolic leadership. I give honor to your pastor and all these men on this platform. And, uh, yeah, let's give them a big hand. Amen. <clears throat> Their families. And then, of course, Brother brother Levester Johnson, a.k.a. Brother Lovester, um, who just last week woke up at an ungodly hour to bring me to the airport. And uh, I honor him for that, and I'm so thankful. And I do believe it is by divine appointment uh, that I am here. I shared this with your pastor and his wife before I came here. But uh, it was the beginning, it was February of last year, and I was in prayer and study one day and the Lord spoke to me and said I'm going to send you to Annapolis Maryland for a season and your pastor and I had not even spoken we didn't have each other's number we had only met briefly in passing but a year later uh, here we are and um, God knows God knows God knows as brother Shelton would say God knows some junk God knows some junk, and I'm thankful God knows some junk. Amen. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. 
lest they should believe and be saved. It said that the seed, there's emphasis on the seed, but the question is, what is a seed? A seed is potential future fruit. It's potential. So let's read it like this. Now the parable is this. The potential is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the potential out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. It is amazing to me that the devil did not show up until he saw something with potential. And so I want to talk to Antioch this morning about that one word, potential. 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 Would you just lay your Bibles down? And I wonder if for just a few moments we could create an atmosphere. There's already a flow here. You don't have to create a flow. You just have to find the flow. And I know that some are in the flow, but there might be some that are that are ankle deep. I wonder if collectively in solidarity and unity, we could lift our voices and just wade out into the flow of this service. Can we do that? Come on, let's be apostolic. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Come on, this is the apostolic church. Let's lift our voices. Let's follow after the Holy Ghost. Now, I wonder if you could just reach over and pray for your neighbor right now. Could you catch a burden for someone you're standing next to? Come on, let's pray one for another. God, we need you in this house. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, release the miraculous into this room. Release the gift of faith. Lift the blindness off of our eyes, God, that we may see you as you are. Let us behold you in all of your glory. Let revelation hit this house. Let understanding hit this house. In the name of Jesus, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you've got faith and expectancy that Jesus is about to do something supernatural here, 
Would you clap your hands and mix your voice with faith right now? Come on. Give God your best praise here for just a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I think Jesus likes that. I think Jesus likes that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Everybody say potential. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. Before you ever get out of the Old Testament, before you ever journey through those 400 years of silence, before you ever get into those synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, before you ever get into that spiritual revelatory gospel of St. John, you will read in the Old Testament where the prophets of old prophesied about a man that would enter into the world and he would have perhaps the most important and pivotal ministry before Jesus Christ. That man was none other than John the Baptist. The Bible said that he was a prophet of the Most High God. It said that he was the forerunner for Jesus Christ. He was that voice in the wilderness that was crying out, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And the purpose of the ministry of this man by the name of John the Baptist was to make sure that any resistance that stood between humanity and their next visitation from God was moved out of the way. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah 40, Isaiah began to prophesy and he said, you're going to hear a voice in the wilderness. And when you hear that voice, he said that every mountain and every hill is going to be brought low. Every valley is going to be exalted. Every rough place is going to be made plain. Every crooked path is going to be made straight. And when that resistance is moved out of the way, the result of that is going to be that the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed to humanity. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And before this man by the name of John the Baptist ever even exits his mother's womb, before he is ever even born into the world, we see a glimpse, a foreshadowing of this man by the name of John the Baptist. You see, it was not common knowledge among humanity that that which Mary had conceived in her womb was not the seed of a man, but it was the seed 
seed of the Holy Ghost. It was not common knowledge among humanity because man could not wrap its finite minds around the fact that that which Mary had conceived was not the seed of a man, but it was the seed of the Holy Ghost. And in Luke chapter 1, the Bible gives us some insight about a conversation, a dialogue between Mary and Elizabeth because the same time Mary had the Messiah in her womb, Elizabeth had John the Baptist in her womb. And the Bible said that Mary gave a salutation to Elizabeth. And when she gave the salutation to Elizabeth, the baby inside of Elizabeth's womb had to respond to the presence of the God that he felt. And when he responded with a dance in response to the God that he felt, the gifts of the Spirit were activated. And Elizabeth opened up her mouth and began to prophesy and say, Blessed art thou among women. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? If it was the praise of a seed, if it was the praise of potential, if it was the praise of an unborn baby that activated the gifts of the Spirit into the atmosphere, I want this church to know you've got potential every single service to see the miraculous but it cannot happen if there's no dance if there's no shout if there's no hand clap if there's no response to the presence of the God that we serve I wish somebody in this house would just praise God like you understand you've got potential to see the miraculous Okay, all right. You know, as apostolics, we can get real selfish with our praise from time to time. We can get cleaned up and come into the house of God and God can put our marriage back together and God can save our kids from a rebellious lifestyle and God can put a nice roof over our heads. He can get the drugs out of our system. He can get the alcoholic. He can get the alcoholic sobered up. He can clean up our lives and then we learn how to get all prim and proper and polished as Pentecostals and we can come in and we can sit here and say, go ahead of just give me a good sermon and let me leave the same way I came I'm going to let those that are going through hell do all the dancing and all the shouting but you never know whose deliverance is attached to your praise I can remember I was in a church service several years ago and there was an atheist that walked through the back doors. He said, I'm here with a friend that just started going to this church. I don't even believe that there's a God. Don't mess with me. Don't pray for me. Don't even talk to me. And he sat about three or four rows back. But it was one of those apostolic church services where there was dancing and rolling in the floor, where there was leaping for joy, where there was aisle running. And finally that atheist could not take it another second. He got up out 
of his seat. He ran down to the altar, repented of his sins, uh, and God filled that atheist uh, with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, You need to shout in this house, uh, not for yourself, uh, but what about the alcoholic? Uh, What about the atheist? Uh, What about the Muslim? Uh, What about the Trinitarian? Uh, What about the broken marriage? Uh, What about the prodigal? You've got to create an atmosphere that produces their miracle. I got a question. How would you respond if your lost family walked through the back doors? I'm going to ask the rest of you. How would you act in this service if your lost family walked through the back doors? You ought to shout like they're already on their way back to God. And then finally we see the ministry of this man coming to fruition. And John is preaching. And he said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. uh, But there's coming one after me uh, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost uh, and with fire. You know what John was saying in that? He was saying, I know it's good right now. But don't get satisfied with where you are. There's a greater visitation uh, that's on the way. Uh, Can I tell Antioch here today? Don't get satisfied with where you are. There's a greater revival. There's a greater harvest. There's a greater breakthrough. There's a greater miracle. There's a greater building. There's a greater church plan. There's a great... And he said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but there's coming one after me whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That lets me know that John's ministry is about a repentance of sin, but Jesus' ministry is about a release of the Spirit, because when you repent of your sins, you have got all the resistance out of the way, and now God can fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why do you think Peter said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost are there any apostolics here today that can testify you know what it's like to drink but the Holy Ghost is better you know what it's like to run the streets but the Holy Ghost is better is there an ex-alcoholic is there an ex-liar is there an ex adulterer Is there an ex-convict? Is there anybody that knows what it's like to live like the world? And now you can testify. This is the best life to live. There's nothing like being. I wish every apostolic would let our guests know here today. You can't find this in the world. This is the greatest life. This is the best life. It's a life of joy. It's a life of peace. It's a life of happiness. The world didn't get it. And the world can't take it away. Come on, let's give God praise in this house.
And John finally looks at Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. But if you don't understand the oneness of God, that can be confusing. Because Isaiah said that you'll see the glory of the Lord. You'll see the glory of Yahweh. You'll see the glory of Jehovah. And we understand that a spirit hath not flesh and bones. So when John saw Jesus, he was not seeing a Jehovah Junior. But the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. And St. John made it all very clear when he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. That life was the light of men. That light shined in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. And the word was made flesh. And it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Is there anybody here today that is thankful you know? Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Thou that believest in one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. And at that name, your sickness can be healed. At that name, your marriage can be put back together. Come on, somebody. That's the God that we serve. At that name, your disease can be gone. Somebody needs to stop waiting on a preacher to impress you with another good point and mix your faith with the word here today and say, I came for a miracle. I came for a move of God. I came for a demonstration. Throw your hands in the air and shout with everything you've got right now. Somebody ought to shout like the pain just left your body. Somebody ought to dance like the depression. There's faith in this house. You're one shout away from a miracle. You're one dance away from God turning your mess around. And so when God filled you with the Holy Ghost... He gave you all the potential that you needed to see the miraculous in your own life. But the problem is we don't know who we are. 
we don't recognize the potential inside of us. And a lot of you have been fighting a lot of hell and you think uh, you think that it's just an attack of the enemy because it's an attack of the enemy. But the enemy did not attack uh, the seed until he saw that there was potential. You've got to understand hell is reactive. Hell knows what God sets in motion in the spirit world even before you and I do. Why do you think Pharaoh did not kill the males born of the Hebrews until Moses was born? He was reacting to the redemption God just gave him. Why do you think the prince of Persia did not leave his land, his region, until the angel came for Daniel's words? He was reacting to an answer to Daniel's prayers that was on the way. Why do you think Herod did not want to kill the males born in Bethlehem until Jesus was born? The spirit of Antichrist was reacting reacting to the redeemer that God had just sent into the world and you've been fighting a lot of hell over the last six months the last year and the last two years you need to begin to shout that's just a reaction to what God has already set in motion if you've been fighting hell it's a signal to let you know there's an answer on the way there's a revival on the way there's a breakthrough that's coming to this region I need you to take 10 seconds and believe that word right there. And so when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, you became a seed full of potential. Potential future fruit. Matthew 3 and 12 said, His fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner and burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You've got to understand that the difference between a wheat and a tear is they look exactly the same. But the difference is the weight. Because when that wind of harvest time begins to blow and the harvester begins to grab those wheat and those tares and throw them into the air and that wind begins to blow, the chaff, the tares are blown away and are nowhere to be found but the wheat falls to the ground because it's got seed inside of it. It's got potential inside of it. So if you're wondering why the wind has been blowing in your life but you haven't backslid, you haven't quit the church, you haven't and walked away it's because there's enough potential inside of you to weigh you down when the wind begins to blow God called me to preach when my family fell apart and all these years later I realized it was God giving me weight for the wind you ought to shout and say devil I'm still here I'm here after the divorce after 2020 after the attack on my family after the attack on my ministry you've got potential (laughs) 
Let's stand all over this house. Here's what I want you to do. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. God gave you potential for the miraculous. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost. And when you got baptized in his name. I want you to turn and I want you to pray for somebody right now. And I want you to begin to speak the word of faith over their life for God to give them a miracle. Lay your hand on their head and say, by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I speak a miracle into this situation. Now, If you need a miracle in your body, I want you to come stand right in front of this platform. Give me somebody that needs a miracle right now. I want you right in front of this pulpit. Give me somebody that needs a miracle right now. Lift your hands right now. Come here. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give me somebody else that needs a miracle right now. Now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed right now. We lose the gift of faith to be in operation. Melissa McGurk right now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Now in Jesus' name. Be healed. If you're still in your chairs, I'm asking everybody, come around this altar. I want everybody out of their seats around this altar. We're going to mix faith with faith here today. Come on. 
God's about to awaken the dormant potential inside some of you. You've never seen the miraculous. God's about to let you see it through your own life. You've got potential. You've got seed. I bind the spirit of fear in this house right now. I bind the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Melissa McGurk, lift your hands right now by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of fear in your mind right now. Your mobility will not be limited with that little girl. I bind fear in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen to me for just a moment. If you're praying, listen to me. I'm going to give some instruction. Listen to me if you're praying. I want every hand down. Every hand down, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Every hand down, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. This is very important. We're not killing anything. There's about to be a release of the miraculous in this house. It's already here. Every eye closed. Every hand down. If you've never spoken with other tongues... I want you to stick your hand in the air. If you've never spoken with other tongues, if you've never spoken with other tongues, we've got some hands going up. If you've never spoken, ministry, I want you to find somebody with their hand up. Keep your hand up until somebody comes to find you. Altar workers, ministry, leadership, find somebody with their hand up. Find somebody with their hand up. If you've never spoken with other tongues, put your hand up. Now here's what I want you to do. If you need a miracle in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. Now I want you to understand why you've been going through so many attacks from the enemy. It's because hell does not attack if there's no potential. Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. Simon, the reason Satan wants you is because he sees the weight. He sees the seed. He sees the potential. Hell attacks based on potential. Heaven anoints based on potential. God wants to awaken you to dormant potential inside of you. I'm not going to come lay hands on all these people that need the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because there's potential in you and God wants to awaken it in this church. Here's what we're going to do. Every hand raised, every eye closed. We're going to go through repentance right now. I want you to lift your voice and ask God to forgive you of every sin. Ask God to forgive you of every iniquity. 
Ask God to forgive you of every thought, every mindset, every action, everything you've said, everything you've done. Come on, apostolics. We need to set an example on how to repent right now. There are people here that don't have any idea how to repent. Lift your voice and let them hear you repent. God, I'm sorry for all of my sins. Now with those eyes closed, I want you to begin to envision your miracle coming. I want you to envision in your mind. I want you to envision the pain leaving your body. I want you to envision gaining full mobility of that part of your body that's limited because of pain. I want you to envision joy on your countenance instead of depression and anxiety. Peace instead of anxiety. I want you to envision your backslidden kids walking through those back doors, your lost family, your lost spouse, your lost parents. I want you to envision that check in the mail when you get home from work tomorrow. That financial miracle, that situation that only God can turn around. I want you to envision no longer taking insulin for your diabetes. See it, envision it. All right, now here's what we're going to do. Altar workers, pay close attention. Listen to me. Here's what we're going to do. Altar workers, pay close attention. I'm going to speak the word of faith, and I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, every person in this room is going to shout hallelujah. Remember, apostolics can get selfish with our praise. And if you're not up here because you need a miracle, be selfless with your praise. When I count to three, every person in this house is going to shout hallelujah over and over and over. If you've never spoken with other tongues, you're going to shout hallelujah until you lose control of your tongue and you're no longer speaking in English, but you're going to speak in a heavenly language you don't even understand. I want you to give God a shout of praise when I count to three and give Him praise for the miracle He's about to work. When I count to three altar workers, you lay hand on their head and say, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? Lift your hands right now all over the house by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus I bind doubt and unbelief hand and foot and I release the miraculous I release the gift of faith I release healing in this house I release deliverance I release joy I release peace and I command every person in the name of Jesus to receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost are you ready? one two three lift your voice and shout it out Go, find somebody to pray with. Lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. These signs shall follow them that believe. Go. Go. Come on, don't let that die. Mix your faith with it. Lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Blinded eyes open. Deaf ears unstopped.
lame walk, addictions be broken. Hey, if you're a Holy Ghost filled apostolic, make your way through this crowd. Begin to lay hands on people and watch God perform the miraculous. Come on, let's be apostolic. Get out of your comfort zone. Come on, apostolics, follow the Holy Ghost. Some of you ladies, find another young lady to lay hands on and speak the word of faith. God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost through your hands. God can work special miracles through your hands, Paul. Come on. Your shadow can give them a miracle. Come on. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Depression, go in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you laid hands on them and they didn't get the Holy Ghost the first time, walk them back through repentance. Lay your hand on their head and say, by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. The gift of faith is in this house right now. Come on, be led of the Spirit ministry. Be led of the Holy Ghost.
Here's, here's what I want us to do. There, there's still such an atmosphere of deliverance in this place. It's important that we don't just dismiss what's happening and start just hanging out and talking and chatting. So here's what I want you to do. If you're not praying with somebody to receive the Holy Ghost, I want you to turn and connect with somebody else. And I want you to begin to pray in the Spirit. Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you begin to pray for things you have no knowledge of in your own human understanding. Can you do that? Turn and connect with somebody. If you're praying with somebody to receive the Holy Ghost, keep doing that. If you're done, if you're done praying, you can be dismissed. But the Holy Ghost is still working in this house. The Holy Ghost is still working in this house. Come on, there's deliverance here right now. You've got potential. You've got potential. Hatalabaha sakatalabahata.